Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? (laughs) If you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when, well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. (laughs) I'm so excited to introduce to you Lindsay Van Sickle. She is the author of The Black Book. I'm so excited for you to learn about what The Black Book is. It's amazing. And she's a member of the National Speakers Association, speaking primarily to dentists, but to so many other people as well. She knows what it's like to live under immense pressure and have that stresses of our day block our access to productivity. Interesting. We think the opposite. Passion and happiness. And so she teaches this really amazing technique of how to access those beautiful parts of you. And she's a wife and a mama of four incredible, beautiful babies. And I'm so excited for you to get to know her. So welcome, Lindsay. Taryn, thank you. Yeah, this is so great. I've been so excited. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so excited to be talking about the Black Book and this really cool practice that you have created. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story of how the Black Book came about and your own personal journey leading up to this really cool adventure. Okay. Well, it is really fun. The Black Book, I have a one right here. It's It says on it, for all the things you feel you can't say. And my passion is about saying all the things that are hidden because those are what are actually making our life feel stressful. Oh, so good. Just that. I just want to, I just want to start with that saying all the things you feel that you can't say, because that is what's making our life so stressful. It is. Mm -hmm. It really used to feel so complicated to me so much that I wanted to be a successful business owner. I wanted to affect people's lives. I wanted to do all these things, but I felt held back and it just felt too scary. I even got to my early thirties without really letting myself look at a lot of those things Hmm. because there was this element. Have you felt it before where you feel like you're going to find something really scary or you feel like you, what does it mean that I'm feeling this way? You know, if I'm not happy, am I failing? I better not look at that. And that's exactly how things get heavy. So at that, honestly, how it came about in my own life is I was sitting on my bed and I was a mom of three kids at this point, early thirties, late twenties. And I could feel just all the, uh, that emotional heaviness, that stress, the things that I kept saying, just push it away, keep going. 
but it was different. I could tell that I tried so much to push it away or just to act the act or keep just moving forward, move forward. And it hadn't worked. I wasn't feeling happy. And I think I knew deep down, I'm like, I'm not going to all of a sudden feel better by just trying to be better and acting, (laughs) acting like things are fine. And instead of writing in my journal that was sprawled open on my lap, the mundane details of life, I just, something kind of snapped and I decided to just write whatever was coming in my head. I wasn't even sure what it was going to be. I started kind of scribbling some words, things that I felt like were unjust or stuff in my life. I just thought wasn't okay to say. And I told myself, it's fine. I'll just rip this up, tear it out. Like nobody will ever know. It really, I even tiptoed over to my bedroom door and peeked out to make sure the kids weren't watching because it felt really scandalous to me just to look at my feelings. It was this huge, this huge buildup. And of course I wrote and nothing horrible happened. I just started to feel like my body was just like, thank you for just saying what was already there. It wasn't some new thing. I tore the pages up. I went out of my bedroom door. I threw it away in the outside garbage. And a few days later, when I felt heaviness again, I just grabbed for that journal. It's what spoke to me so much personally that actually really resonated. And I started writing, tore the pages out, shred them. That's how it started. And I started um, thinking, I really want to save some of these prompts in a book, the ones that really got me deep, that would really, over the years, I started really letting go of a lot, started putting them in the black book. And then later, speaking about it to small businesses. And it's just the most exciting thing to me. That is so cool. I love that story. So tell us before we get deep into like all the beauty and the wealth of this practice, just tell us specifically, what is the black book and how do you use it? Okay. So the black book is a book with the instructions and my story in the beginning. And it's a book of prompts that you take and that you free write that you free write about. So I just opened to a random one. It says, why can't I just feel myself around this person and be accepted? Something that had been powerful for me. So you set the timer when you're starting out just for five minutes, you use this book, which is mostly dot paper and prompts and you free write without any judgment or any punctuation. You just let it flow. The writing will know where to go. You don't have to really overthink about it if you're like me and you like to do that. And when the timer beeps, you just breathe deeply and tear it up. There's not really things for you to do. It works on its own. So cool. And I noticed it's a like nice spiral bound notebook so you can easily tear the page out. It's pretty easy to tear out. It's pretty satisfying to me. I was just going to say, just that act must feel pretty good too. It, it, it's cathartic, that shredding it. And you know it's going to be gone. And so you'll be surprised the things that you just, for some reason, feel like you need to say. It really frees you. That's so cool. You know, I really love the prompt idea because when you just read that that prompt you just read about, why can't I show up 
the way I want to show up in front of this person? Or why do I have to feel like I have to act a certain way? Just by printing that in your book, you're giving everyone permission to feel that way. You know, I think sometimes we think, oh, that's so dirty or that's so, like you said, scandalous. I don't even want to look at that part of myself because it doesn't feel like a good person. But just by giving that prompt, you're giving permission. Yeah, we all feel this way. And sometimes you're going to feel this way. And what's under it? We are all humans. Well, and what does society say about these feelings, right? That we shouldn't have them or what does it say about you? Or we've created this whole thing. And then if we knew how everybody else was feeling, we'd be like, oh, we're so normal. Let's just look at it and move on. (laughs) Feel happy. Yeah, no kidding. So I'd love to also explore this other part of what you said is when what we're feeling we're not facing, so we kind of tamp down that feeling, is getting in the way of us actually feeling good. Talk to me more about that. You know, this was a big reality for me when I realized I really wanted to speak in businesses and I started to. And a lot of these things I wanted, these goals I had for so long, put so much energy into, or for to have your own dental practice or whatever this, these huge goals And I got it and I was like, I am still not, I'm still not happy. It's not creating this happiness I thought it would. Um, Like, you know, it's, there's such a huge difference between being successful and feeling success. Mm -hmm. And what the, really the piece that was getting in the way for me was all of my ideas around my life, around what I was going through, even just small judgments of frustration about little things during the day, when those are pushed away, or rather when they're cleared out and they're acknowledged with shred writing or whatever, any practice to really acknowledge and feel what's going on, then we're able to just feel that satisfaction, that happiness in our life that is meant to be, right? They just get in the way. Yeah. It's almost muddying the waters. Yes, exactly. Mm, mm, Beautiful. And you, and you've used the word shred. So that's, so we're shredding this paper after we've written it. Shred writing, I call it. That's what you call it. Shred writing. Yes. So there's something really beautiful about that ripping the page and then shredding it and hearing the shredder churn. Talk to us about what that is, that kind of mm, act, defiant act. Yeah, How is that? that defiant yeah. act? I want to write that one down. It's well, we've heard the studies that support writing. The even the American Psychological Association has tied writing to lessening anxiety. Mm-hmm. Harvard Business Review published an article that showed a, a lot of trauma victims that had only written about their experiences had less emotional fallout. So there's those benefits, but then that cathartic, we were talking about the paper tearing out. It just, it feels so good. It's cathartic to release it in the way of shredding it. But I think the biggest thing is, is knowing it's going to be torn and thrown away Mm -hmm. is a safe place that really allows you to say the things that you feel like in normal life. You can't, you want to show up for your clients, for your employees, for your family in a certain ways. And we really need a space that we feel like is safe to be able to see those things. 
Hey guys, I'm interrupting your podcast episode to let you know about an incredible new program that I'm launching in January of 2023. It is specifically for practitioners in medicine and dentistry to help you rediscover happiness and inner fulfillment within your profession and your life. I remember what it was like for me when years ago I was so depressed and anxious and feeling like I had created and built a treadmill I just couldn't get off of, pushing through every day and wishing my life away. This program is the how of how to find happiness in your practice and in your life. Because we know that when we feel good, that's when we can do good. Check out thebizofhappiness.com forward slash radical happiness or click the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you there. Absolutely. Especially when it's things that in society we don't always mm, support. Like I can be mad at my kids. (laughs) You know, like that can happen. There can be anger there. And we're so nervous to feel those feelings because we don't want them to come out sideways. And really when we're keeping those feelings down, they do come out sideways. There you go. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a mom of four, you <laughs> you must have had some experience with this in terms of parenting. How do you see this practice helping parents? It, you know, there's so much like you're talking about ideas of how we want life to look, right? And I always had my ideas of how I wanted to be a mom and we all do it. And when those, when the reality of it is at odds with it, I think that's when we hide. And I've seen just one example, wanting to just my teenage daughter love and accept her efforts for what she's doing in like the sports she's doing rather than getting so attached to the reasons that she's doing it, which is to make this team or do this. And just, it's helping me to be able to see her for the effort she's doing as being success rather than what it means in the real world Hmm. as a parent because it's because there's a steeple deeper level of acknowledgement and it doesn't need to be a certain way that we think things do because we're kind of taking care of all of those thoughts and looking at them and working through things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And it's really interesting because in that practice of putting it down on paper, you don't realize this until you do it, but you have realizations you know, I think we think we're thinking through things, but those thoughts get muddled in our in our brains and they don't have completion. But when we make we force ourselves to put it down on paper, we're forced to finish that sentence, that thought that yes. understand what we're actually feeling and thinking. Yes, because all of that tangled in confusing yeah. stuff is what's running our lives. And can keep us living small because it's what we believe about the stories we're in and all the things going on. Totally. I just agree. Yeah. So what has there, do you have an example of that in any of your writing where you had this aha moment when you were writing where you thought, oh my gosh, that's it. That's what, that's what's been, I've been thinking or feeling and I never actually even acknowledged it. Even acknowledged. There was... There's a lot of times where I'll feel 
something about someone else that's really, it feels unjust. I like the word unjust for writing to me. That really gets me going. And a lot of the time after I've written a paragraph or so, and a lot of it's scribbling, but the words are coming out in my mind, I'll start to see what it's saying about me. So I'll start to realize it's really a fear I I might have of feeling like I'm not being fair or something that could have happened to me or that's just a tender spot. And I can kind of be there with those feelings and acknowledge those in a way where they can be understood and heard. So they're not really running the show of my life anymore. So cool. It just goes, it really wraps around. It takes you, it feels like a circle you kind of go through with the writing and it's always unexpected. It's, it's really a fun way of exploring yourself, but then you feel this self self care that stays with you of like, wow, I feel some relief. I have a lot more understanding. I, I didn't go work through this in ways that I thought I would, but yet it feels, it feels okay now. Yeah. There's so many layers. There's the catharsis of just getting it out of your head. Right. And sometimes that's enough. And then there's the part of acknowledging the feelings and the thoughts that you're having. And, and I love the idea of kind of taking it out of your head and putting it on paper, almost like dissociating you from your thoughts. Cause we are not our thoughts. We get to choose our thoughts. Right. And even if you put it on paper, it doesn't mean you have to believe it again. You can question it and you can ask yourself kind of as you did so beautifully in that example, what is this really reflecting about me? Yes, because life just is, right? Period. It's all of our experiences. They're kind of just details until we start to put all of this pressure and I call, you know, the judgment, like it's not okay. That's when it's like, oh, the weight of it really set in and the stress. But if we're freeing it all the time and seeing it, realizing that we're human, we're just we're letting it all go. There's nothing to grip onto onto your life or take your power. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, I keep coming back to the parenting thing, but I do, I think I tend to, at least in my life, put that heavy meaning on things that are happening with my kids. And um, you're right. It just is. It just is. And when we can allow for that isness of things and not attach the meaning or see where we have been attaching heavy meaning onto things. This means I'm a terrible mom. This means that I've scarred my kids for life or, you know, those kinds of heavy meanings. And then we're so scared to look at it and allow ourselves to see it. But this act of writing it down gives us some freedom from it. It does. Yeah. Well, really, it's it's hard. It's been hard for me to come to terms with, but I'm on my own learning journey with my kids. And as long as I'm improving, I look back a year later and I can see like I accepted them a little bit more. I let them be themselves and see them for who they are mm. a little bit more because the truth is we all do it mm. and we all feel like we want to be better and we all get mad and we all, we're all in it together. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a pretty helpful thing to realize we're not alone with it. Yeah. And I think that's beautifully heralded by those question prompts that you give. Like we all have those feelings. What, what is under that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I know you, you speak especially to dental groups. How do you use this practice in the dental office? We, well, I talk a lot about 
this journey, this bridge from pain to power and really teach people how if they want to, they're the ones, we are the ones in our own lives who have the key, the power to really walk through the pain and we do it, we practice it while I'm speaking in the middle of the keynote. Sometimes we do it with the black book and there's ways to do it just with paper. And we start to acknowledge some of that pain so that we can walk through it and move to power and just have a lot of cool examples and ways people have done it in their lives. And we try a little bit hands-on and just to get your toes in the water. And then it's a lot easier on your own to find that safe place and that safety when you've experimented a little bit with it in the office. And I even do consultations where we'll walk through and I can do a guided shredding session too, which is really helpful. Just like 30 minutes, it can really help to have someone there with you to do the process. Yeah. I think it's also an awesome opportunity to introduce in the dental setting, the idea of emotional bypassing. You know, we all know we've heard this this word, this phrase, emotional bypassing. And some of us don't always know what that is or how to not emotionally bypass since we're so practiced at it. But I love this practice of yours because it's a way of introducing yourself to allow yourself to feel your feelings in a world where we really have told ourselves we can't. It is. And the emotional bypassing is what has kept us safe and made us huge goal achievers for so long. And there's nothing bad with any of it really, you know, it's just, I love that you brought it up. It's we're all in it together to just kind of look at some of these things and find our freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting too. And, you know, in the dental office, I think we often expect ourselves to leave our humanness at the door. We will say, you know, leave your drama at the door. Don't bring your drama to the office as for our team specifically. And yet, we are human beings with feelings and emotions. Some of us show up to work with a mom who's going through some chemotherapy or a husband who is unwell, you know, and so we, we are complex human beings and leaving those emotions at the door, sometimes impossible. Right. Yeah, it really, it really is. And I, as our body knows that we're willing to see these things and to show up for it, it's amazing because we can we can live these lives and know that we'll find the time. Like for me, it's early in the morning or late at night. That's the time when I'm gonna I'm going to show up. I'm going to acknowledge these things, so my body doesn't think, "Oh no, this is just another weight." There's a safe space to look at things, and it's really, you know, of course we want to show up really competent in our businesses and for our clients and our, for everyone, but to show, to know that you have that safe space and that time and things that are set aside and that you are showing up for yourself in those ways. That's really powerful. Yes. Just knowing that there's a time and space where you can release those emotions, giving yourself that permission. That's huge. We all need that permission. Yeah. Really beautiful. Set a timer if it feels overwhelming or like too much, or it's looking at emotions can be so scary too. Like I, we should just acknowledge that for everyone. It is, it is scary. It's, we don't know what we'll find, Mm. but it's a lot more simple, right. Than we sometimes think it's just about taking a little bit of time to kind of say it. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for all that you do in this world. I'm so excited about this little black book. I just think it's so ingenious and so easy 
for all of us to try and just practice and so powerful. So thank you for this awesome, awesome gift to the world. I appreciate oh, you. Karen, thank you. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So if people are interested, how can we find this black book of yours? Yes. So on Lindsay V L Y N D S E Y V.com. I have the black books on there and you can find me on social media with Lindsay V underscore. Awesome. Love to hear what people think. Love to try it out. If it's something you just want to try, rip a page out of your journal or a notebook and just see what you can come around to. If you want the prompts and the process, there's the black book too. Yeah. The prompts are powerful. Very cool. Very cool. And before we leave today, I'd love to know, Lindsay, the question I ask of all my guests, what is your definition of happiness? Being at peace in my own mind, because isn't that why we do all the things that we do? Oh, I think that might be one of the best responses I've ever had to that question. Being mm -hmm. at peace in my own mind. Yeah, that feels like happiness. Right, me too. Thank you. Thank you so much to all of you for joining us here today. Definitely check out the Black Book. Those prompts are so, so valuable for so many reasons. So check out Lindsay online. And if you need the links, you'll see them in the show notes. And remember that when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. When you prioritize your own happiness and healing, you can be better for everyone else. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a colleague and elevate their day. And if you'd like more insight and support, join me in our private Facebook group, The Business of Happiness Hive. And until next time, remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye.